This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, everyone. And um, welcome to another pre-FA Cup presser. Yeah, I like how you do my job for me every every Friday. Uh, it's much better than those ragamuffins that uh, that normally contribute. Because <laughs> I feel like we just intertwine, and you know, it's just one magical melody of Swindon Town sound. Yeah, I I, I like my intro for you, uh, which is inspired purely by the '90s cartoon Animaniacs, which I do not apologize for. What a week! Plenty of things to talk about in the presser this week. Have you had a good time? I have. It was a good presser this morning with Ben Garner. It was a kind of lots of detail, lots of intricate answers, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was great to chat to him again. Good. And have you had a good week? I have had a good week. Yes, I have. Um, I watched some good football last night on TV, which was very enjoyable. Um, and then yeah, works okay. Looking forward to a nice weekend. Are you one of those people that that say "sue" when uh when Ronaldo scores? No, <laughs> I did it. I can admit I did it for his first game against Newcastle. Sue, but I text my mate "sue" whenever he scores. But we don't. I don't do it. I don't do that. I, I'm looking at going in February. So if I see Ronaldo score in the stands in February for my birthday with some of my mates up north, um, yeah, I, pro- I probably will just have to do it after a few beers. And are you one of those people that felt that Arsenal shouldn't have had a goal given uh, yesterday uh, for your goalkeeper forgetting how football was played? No, it was a goal all day, wasn't it? Referee hadn't blown his whistle. 
they were still going on. Just because you go down injured anywhere else in the pitch, I mean, doesn't the, the play doesn't stop. So keep going. It, it was up a minute later. It can't have been that bad. Oh, I felt it tremendously entertaining. Um, one of the first games, I think, Premier League games I've watched all season. Um, and that happened. And I couldn't have been happier. But this is not a Manchester United pod. It's a Swindon Town pod. So we'll move on because it's Cup Week. Ah, uh, yes. FA Cup. We're back. Could we make it to the third round? This is probably our best chance that, you know, we've had in recent times, given the management structure in place, given how we're playing. And, and even though we're playing a team in our league, which I have to say, I much prefer to play in a, a, a non-league side. You know, it's, a, it's going to be a hard game away at Warsaw. But, Rich, without preempting it, this is a fantastic opportunity to get to that third round. And then, and then you never know, it could be a Manchester United pod one week as well. Oh man, could you even imagine? Okay, well, we'll start with the any other business really um, from the midweek, which is, of course, we said goodbye to the Papa John's trophy. I don't do one pod for the Papa John's and we get eliminated. Um, unfortunately, I was unavailable, so dearest Connor and Terry took over and did a fine job, but he, they won't need to do that again this season because we are out. 2 1 loss to Colchester. What did Mr. Garner have to say about this? Not too much, really, on on the game itself. I have to be honest. You know, it was a. He said it was disappointing, but it's almost kind of one of those where you say something's disappointing, but deep down inside, you're probably like, yeah, I'm not really too worried about. It. It's like it's like when you get a meeting at work and that meeting's cancelled, and you're like, ah, oh, that's disappointing that it's been cancelled. You know, to your colleagues, but inside you're like, ah, oh, yes, it's been cancelled. I don't have to go there again. Um, so. Yeah, Ben Garner just kind of spoke about how, you know, for for young players and especially for the teams that came on uh, the other day, because we had some lads even at the age of 16, 17 playing against Colchester. Um, it was a good opportunity for them. And, and I think that's what Swindon will miss more than anything. It was it was a, it, even though it was a cup, it was, it was good games, wasn't it? It's kind of any players returning from injury, any of your first team players that aren't getting many minutes, any young players you want to bleed through into this team, it's, it's a good opportunity for that to happen. Yeah, I felt Colchester treated the game with far too much respect I mean what on earth were they playing at did they do they want to win this or something I mean they played Tommy Smith Cole Skew Salon Judge Freddie Sears what on earth come on who would want to win the pizza trophy eh? because as Romney Critchlow said we all prefer dominoes anyway (laughs) he certainly did lovely stuff by Critchlow there as you've already alluded to there and you know I'm definitely in agreement. The biggest success of this competition was without doubt the use of our under-18s. So over the four games that Swindon played, you know, not even including Mo Dabre and Harry Parsons, who who got plenty of football. Uh, we're talking like Donny Gordon, George Calmeadow, Levi Francis, Harry Minton, Callum Winchcombe, Anton Zwarzak. Uh, apologies if I've not pronounced that properly, Harvey Fox too, and a few were new subs. That's the most under-18s that we fielded in the seniors for many, many moons, this side of the of the turning of the century anyway. So a hugely positive aspect of the competition right there. Absolutely, and I think that's what the competition really... Sh- I mean, the Papa John's people and, and the EFL that organised this trophy won't be happy with me saying, but... It's the type of competition that you do give youth a chance and and that's what it should be used for, to try and, like I said, bleed these players through. And that's, that was very much Ben Garner's verdict. 
you know, it, it it's up to them, you know, that the players that come into this team, in even in the Papa John's trophy, it's an opportunity for them. He said it's we're not just putting them in to, you know, kind of be a charity and, and give them games and, and let them experience what it's like wearing a Swindon Town shirt, but it's because they think they're good enough and if they impress in these matches, then there's a really good kind of process going forward for them to look to try and get into that first team. But you know, it, it's it's a shame that we've left for that for that side of things, I'm sure. But on the positive, like you said, you just listed off a, a length of players as long as me on there that have been given a chance in this competition and made their debuts for Swindon Town. So what an experience and how many years has it been that we've not been able to bleed through this this young blood and, and we're finally able to do so, which is a great thing moving forward. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next cup competition, the more important one, the FA Cup, the one that we really want to progress in. And this weekend we travel to Matt Taylor's Walsall. Matt Taylor started his tenure as manager of Walsall in quite choppy fashion, but he's finding his rhythm and there are more wins than losses over the last a couple of months. So they're really finding their feet. They beat Kings Lynn away in the first round. Um, not many links to the club. I think they've got um, Menayese, who uh, was on loan from Bristol Rovers to Swindon a few years ago. And I think Liam Kinsella had a trial with Swindon. That's that's the sort of level we're talking about. But they're managed by an ex-Swindon player. And um, Neil McDonald was, of course, assistant manager of Swindon the last time we got to the second round of the FA Cup, which is when we got knocked out by Woking. So it's a tricky one. It's not a foregone conclusion, despite our terrific away form. What was Ben Garner's thoughts in relation to this game this weekend? Well, it was very much like what you were just saying there, Rich. You know, is that Warsaw are a good team. They did have a slow start to the season and he admitted that. But like we've said, you know, they have picked up since there. They're, they're currently nine points worse off. Uh, than Swindon in the League 2 standings. We take a look at that. Swindon in on 33 points in fourth position. Warsaw in 14th on, on 24. So, you know, they have picked up in results recently. Of course, they, they kind of had that Tuesday night defeat that I don't really think counts in many ways because it wasn't that Trophy Cup. Um, but Bang on, I just touched on the fact that, you know, look, they're, they're, they're very good. And we'll talk about this later on about some of the quotes you said about their counter-attack. But you said, you know, they've had this low start season, but they're great on the counter-attack. They have these experienced players and, and Matt Taylor has, has started to kind of get his structure into this team. Um, Swindon's concentration and organisa- organisation levels, especially defensively, have to be really, really good, he said. But what Ben Garner is most looking forward to is our 2,000 away fans going and, and creating this incredible atmosphere that he is hoping will drive us into that third round of the FA Cup. I mean, an almost sold out away end of over 2,000 is ridiculous. This side is absolutely spoilt rotten by our way following. It's magnificent, isn't it? It is. It's, it is magnificent. And that kind of led on to what Ben Garner followed up with. You know, he said that, you know, the away support and, and the support as a whole that the club has been getting this season. You look at our attendances at home and it's, you know, the, the lowest one we've had is 7,000 plus, And that was last Saturday, I believe, against Harrogate. Um, but he's, he gave credit to everyone at the club since that. You know, look at look at how things were before Ben Garner came in at the start of the season. We only had a handful of players even at the club. And he said it's been a real group effort. Every fan I've spoke to is so positive. Everyone has made this huge contribution to turn around the club. But Ben Garner did also kind of just send out a little message to some fans where he said that it's important for us not to get ahead of ourselves. You know, against Harrogate on Saturday, and he raised this issue that, at half time, yes, you know, we hadn't been playing well and, and we kind of went in and, and, you know, the game wasn't going as we wanted it to. 
he was hearing boos. And he said, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why Swindon fans were giving us boos from the crowd about because he needs people to get behind the players. He said the impact of the crowd in those closing stages against Harrogate was fantastic. Long may it continue. But he doesn't understand where the boos are coming from. He understands frustration. He admits that. You know, every fan, he said, pays their money. They're entitled to their opinion. But the positive fans are the ones that have real value in getting behind us. And if we don't play well, it's not a lack of effort, he said, or a lack of trying. But, you know... Just maybe try and cut that out was almost the message that he was kind of giving to the to the crowd and and hopefully we don't hear too much more of that because as Ben Garner said, look at how far we've come in such a short space of time. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Ben Garner's saying there, and you know we discussed it on the pods uh, last week when we discussed the Harrogate game where you know Dan said you can boo, it's okay to boo, but you've got to have a good reason to boo. You know you boo. Things like what was happening if we were in the stands during the John Sheridan era. You boo that. You don't boo a team that's in the automatics and just aren't playing as well as they've shown elsewhere during the season. It, it just doesn't make sense. And, you know, I always find the uh, you pay your ticket, you're entitled to do what you want. It's such a bit of a... It's what they do to try and stop people from replying with that sentence because, you know, look at the terms and conditions of, of a football ticket. It doesn't say fill your boots and abuse footballers. You know, it doesn't w- within the law. It's 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 one of those things. I'm not somebody who boos at football matches, but I'm not against it either. As long as it's rational. And I do agree probably wasn't as rational. It was cold last week, wasn't it? And the, the performance yeah, wasn't good so maybe that didn't help but you don't get that the vibe away from home is completely different of course there's moaning but that's because you know they don't see the past that we all can see from a little bit further up you know a few feet higher (laughs) well you're right but you know I think as football fans and and especially as Swindon fans you know this season whereby we kind of had that tumultuous summer we, we forget where we've come from we forget really the position that we're now in, like you said, in the automatic places, looking at a team that, that could get back to League One the first time of asking at the end of the day. Like I said, we forget that it's a game of football between two teams. One has to win, one has to lose. And unfortunately, your team will never be the one that always wins. But just because you're not, and just because you might not be playing well, it doesn't mean that you need to sit there and boo your club or boo the players off the pitch. If anything... Get behind them, as Ben Garner said. Give them a bit of support, and you're more likely to get a positive response than if you give them abuse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what we're we talking in terms of squad selection? Do we have any uh, anyone struggling? Ben Gladwin, of course, was kind of struggling after that Harrogate game, and he and he, and he picked up the injury. He didn't feature Tuesday night, um, but he's trained yesterday. Should be available for Saturday. Ben Garner said, and also on Kane Kessler Hayden, he got booted to pieces by Harrogate last mm. Saturday. He actually had to come off and he had bruises all over his legs, you know, I was told after that match, sat in the changing rooms. It was really quite a brutal match for him. Welcome to League Two, basically, is kind of the game that I would say it was for Kane Kessler-Hayden. <laughs> um, so he's been sore with his knee this week. He has been still training, but he has been sore, a bit, little bit fragile, but he should be available for Saturday, Ben Garner said. So on the injury front, it's looking good. Okay, so would you risk those two? For Saturday, or would you look at options elsewhere? Is that your way of asking for my team lineup? Is it? <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> so on Saturday, you know, they will. I would expect them both to be in the squad. I would expect Kane Kessler Hayden to start, but 
regardless of if he was fit or not, I think that Ben Gladwin's outing against Harrogate where he came in for Harry McCurdy was enough to probably put him on the bench for this weekend. You know, I gave him a a three in my player ratings following that match. And probably some fans would agree that's a little bit too harsh. Some might say it was actually fair enough. I didn't think he played very well. So my team lineup, I'm going to go for a couple of changes. I think it'll be the same back line with Wallacott, Hayden, Comroy, Odomeo, Iron Dolo. But instead of Hunt, I think Romney Critchlow will come back into the lineup. He played well on Tuesday. He scored a goal. He was at fault for one goal. But I feel like if you're going to get into the third round of the FA Cup, you want your best defender. And of course, we know that he's probably a better central defender than Rob Hunt, no matter how well Hunt has done recently. In midfield, Louis Reed, Jack Payne, and it's a tough one, isn't it? I think Johnny Williams will drop back into the into that midfield uh, with Tyree Simpson and Harry McCurdy leaving, leading the line, sorry. Yeah, okay. I think I agree to the... For the majority, the only one that I'm kind of umming and ahhing is Kessler Hayden. So I wonder whether they'll risk him, given the schedule that we have coming up. Uh, he's very, very... <laughs> well, he's great, isn't he? But um, <sighs> cup game, do we want Do we want to hurt him? You know, Do we want to risk that sore knee any more than, than we have to? So I might start Hunt instead and have Kessler Hayden come on later. Do you know what? I, I get what you're saying, but I think that Ben Garner's approach, he doesn't look to the future too much as a manager. And you really got the sense in his press conference that he is desperate to get this team into the third round of the FA Cup and have that tick on his managerial CV. And also, Rob Hunt can do a job at right back, but with the way that Garner likes to play, Kane Kester Hayden is crucial to everything. Oh, and he is. And, you know, he's definitely been improving and he was already pretty good, so I've got no objections, you know, but I'm possibly more cautious than Ben Garner, you know, who knows. Um, okay, what's your prediction? Otherwise, well, I think I've actually been getting quite a few right recently. I can't remember exactly how many, but I believe I've been getting a few right. Um, I'm going to go for a... Fans are probably not going to like this, but I'm going to go for a 2-2. Okay. Oh, I think we're going to lose. Um, I think we're going to lose 2-1. And I've I've created the narrative in my head. It will be like back-to-back losses, but it's in the cup. So people will be like, but it doesn't matter because league is all that matters. And then we go for a tricky game at Orient. So I think we might lose. If you're saying lose, I'm going to have to change it then because we can't go into an FA Cup second round game against someone in our league below us with none of us saying a win. So I'm going to change my draw just for the positivity vibe and let's go for a Swindon Town let's go for a Swindon Town 3-1 win good I'm going to go for a disappointing 2-1 loss I really want us to win so I'm kind of um, going down that road you know we haven't been in the third round since the year Paolo Di Canio took us there he took us to the fourth round didn't he so I really do want the excitement of the third round draw to have that feeling again because frankly, I was in my 20s the last time that happened and I'm rapidly approaching my 40s. So please make it so. Um, I skipped a section of the order of your blog because I wanted to really just go into more detail about the Walsall game. But Garner was also asked about the refereeing against Harrogate. Now, refereeing is something that I always tend to avoid on the Monday morning, Sunday evening pods because... I, I think it's always a little bit of a, it's just too easy just to blame the officials. And some fans love to do that. I'm not one of those people, but 
it was absolutely unavoidable last week, you know, when it comes to talking about the officiating because it didn't go Swindon's way. It felt like we got a soft penalty, but different angles showed that there was contact. And there was also that penalty call right at the end, which looked Stonewall, was Stonewall. What did Garner have to say about the Harrogate refereeing? So Ben Garner was actually um, very scathing, I have to admit, and he was quite scathing um, of the Harrogate kind of referee after the game. And in the in the rest that he's had, you know, nearly a week or so, okay, maybe he's taking a different tack. But he came out, he said, we sent some clips off from that game to the FA about the referee. And, and actually, after watching it, we should have had five penalties. His quote was, if we had VAR, then we would have had five penalties. We can send clips off and hope things improve. I got booked on Tuesday night in the Colchester game for foul and abusive language. But that has now been downgraded after the VAR official admitted I didn't use any abusive language. So, you know, Ben Garner has had certainly quite a few run-ins with referees this season. And, he, and I have to agree with him. The refereeing has been, you know, it's been awful, hasn't it? And, that, and that's just a, a, a problem whereby a lot of these referees are part-time. You know, they do full-time jobs during the week and then and then they're trusted to referee a, 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 sorry, a League 2 fixture at the weekend against people that who take this game professionally and it is their full-time job. So, you know, I agree with what Bengana said the other day about there needs to be a lot more investment in refereeing. That was straight after the Harrogate match and, and there has to be because some of these decisions could be the difference at the end of the season between promotion, relegation. In the Cups, it could be a difference between second round, third round. Yeah, I will concede that this well, last week was probably a little bit more uh, detrimental to us than in others. And isn't it funny because, like, if you listen to the the the, the commentators covering for Harrogate, they were talking about like the worst referee in display in years because they, he was falling for Swindon's tricks. But you know, just goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah, it does just go to show I me. Mean, like any manager that has a penalty go against them, especially in the closing stages of a game, is always going to be kind of critical. Um, against that uh, and we'll sit there and say that you know Swindon got the better of it and they're probably lucky to have had those decisions on looking back I'm sure he'll go into it and say actually bloody hell we got lucky there because Ellis Dolo should have had a penalty right at the end that would have won us the game had it gone in so you know it's it's one of those things if you win a game and you get a late penalty you, you kind of sit there and say the referee had a good game if you lose a game you're going to blame the referee for your losses so referees can never win anyway so who'd want to be one not me that's for sure. <laughs> Final word on the FA Cup. Does does Garner know the importance of getting to the third round when it comes to Swindon? Oh, definitely. Ben Garden knows how, how important it is to, to get this club into a third round. And whether he sat there and said things about the FA Cup himself in a press conference, or whether he'd come out and said, you know, it, it doesn't matter, it's just another game. You could sense Ben Garden's excitement. And you know that when someone is really up for something and... and and to get to the third round, he actually spoke a little bit about it. You know, he said, look, the excitement levels are really good every week here, but the team spirit is fantastic going into Saturday. And he actually, I didn't I didn't write it down because, you know, there's only so much you can write. I can't write every single word that Bengala said, but he touched on the fact that a lot of the players in the team support Premier League teams. You've got the likes of Harry McCurdy, who supports Chelsea. And- Does he? <laughs> this is new information. <laughs> <laughs> For these boys to get into that third round and have the opportunity to play the clubs that they have supported since being little boys is just such a motivator. But he did also say, you know, I don't think that they need any more motivating. If these players go into this game and give the extra 5%, you'd actually be questioning why, because they should be given that extra percent in every game. 
because you represent that shirt of Swindon Town regardless of who you're playing. But Ben Garner is up for this. The whole all the players are up for the cup and and my only worry is that if we don't, could that have a possibly deflating impact on our season? Well, the one thing we don't want is a replay, as Dan Hunt would call it. We don't want wall-to-wall Walsall. So in the next few weeks, that's for sure. Well done, Dan, for that. And if he stole that, apologies to who he stole that from. Final section before we get to your questions. We had some contract extensions it- this week. Uh, Ellis Iandolo and Lewis Ward both signed new deals. Uh, I believe they're both to 2023, although neither of the confirmations gave length. Undisclosed in the modern times. I thought that was a thing of the past. Brilliant news, but we want more, don't we? We do want more. And on on, on this undisclosed, I can can actually give give yourself and some Swindon fans a little bit more of a breakdown. Now, because of the this is what I was told this morning by Ben Garner because of this embargo and the transfer embargo that we were still under the club can't reveal how long a contract is going to be extended for. So Ben Garner wasn't able to give us any indication in the press conference of how long these contracts are actually going to be for. Um, but hopefully, once that embargo does get lifted, as and when, there'd then be more information available to that. So we're not sure how long it is for. Hopefully. You know, it, it's for longer term than, than what we're hoping, but I would I wouldn't be surprised if it's only to the end of next season. So, you know, it's a great thing that that these players have been given these contracts. We were talking about this previously, and I'd asked Ben Garner in the last couple of weeks about contracts, but he said on then at a sign Dole, you know, he's lots of ability, he can play in a range of positions. He's a top character and great around the group. And what's been key for Ben Garner and his staff is that they've managed to manage Alessandro's injury crisis, and I will call it a crisis because look how many problems he's had in in the last few seasons. And this is the first time in a long time that he's been able to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And he, he for the best part of it, he's been injury free this season. On Lewis Ward, Lewis Ward was a bit of a surprise, I imagine, to many Swindon for Town fans because he's he's a great goalkeeper. In the games he has come in, he's put in man of the match displays, but he's not been able to secure that number one spot ahead of Jojo Wallacott. But Lewis Ward has been part of what we are trying to build here at Swindon Town, said Ben Garner. He's a top professional. Mm. He's really, really improved since Ben Garner walked through the door. And you sense how much he's impressed because the work that Steve Mildenhall has been doing with Jojo Wallacourt and Lewis Ward is just a testament to you know, the results that you're seeing on the pitch because they've both been outstanding goalkeepers. And I just wonder whether whether the Lewis Ward extension is, is almost covering Ben Garner's back in case Jojo might attract attention from elsewhere this summer. I think it's almost inevitable. Even You could even say January. Um, I think you're right. I think Lewis Ward is being prepared to be our next number one, if I'm honest. Uh, whether that's January, the summer, or beyond, I think I think he's probably the long term. He, he probably is. I mean, Jojo Wallacott, it doesn't help that he's playing really well on the international stage, does it? Um it's going to be hard if we have to let him go. But the best thing that Swindon Town can do is tie him down to a new contract and then and then sell him in the summer and get a bit more of a fee for him. Because, of course, if he goes in the summer, then he goes on a free. So that is the worry for Swindon Town. I would be very surprised if Ben Garner let him go in January. You know, I don't think the club are going to be that desperate to hold out for a small amount of fee to get him in January. I think the club will look to hold on to him until summer. Um, but Jojo Wallacott has been fantastic as well, hasn't he? And it, the only saving grace for Swindon would be that if they get promoted, he could look to stay in League One. However, 
I have to say, his performances have almost been championship worthy, haven't they? Oh, they absolutely have. Well, we'll see. I really hope that both goalkeepers stick around for quite some time. Hey, Ryan, shall we hear your audio? Hear your questions, shall we? Let's go for it. Hi, Ben. Um, just a couple, if I may. Um, Romani kind of got back in on the action on, on Tuesday evening. Um, of course, got that header as well. How, how pleasing was it to see him back and... And have you been impressed with, with his recovery and, and his rehab and how quickly he's been able to come back? Yeah, great to have him back. Um, yeah, he's worked hard with his, with his rehab. Um, again, huge credit to our, our sports science and medical staff with the amount of work they've put into getting back probably ahead of schedule. Um, I think for Ron, great experience as well. Um, you know, I think in, in any negative situation, there are positives. First real injury suffered in his career. Um, and the positive now of coming through that, understanding the process, a little bit of mental strength and going through a little bit of pain and discomfort to get back quick um, has been probably a valuable learning curve for him. Um, great to have him back uh, Tuesday. Um, took him a little while to get up to the speed of the game. Um, lost his man for the corner, which uh, you know he's aware of and knows he needs to rectify that, but um, showed character then to then score himself. And I thought he was his second 45 was so much better than his first 45. So the improvement straight away, um, getting his, getting himself back going was really good. And he gives us now competition for those for those positions going into these games. And um, I think it's been a really good loan for him so far. I think he's done really well. But I also see massive potential on him to do a lot 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 better moving forwards as well. Yeah, and, and with Swindon's loan players, a lot of them done really well. At the club, and you know, the majority are on season long loan deals, but has there been any indication from parent clubs that they might look to bring any of those loan players back in January up? No, not as yet. No, not as yet. Um, obviously, the key is that they've come in and, and all of them have played uh, a good number of games and have featured, and also they're improving. Um, and that's what we will do here. We're not going to take um, players on loan and they don't make the squad or they sit on the bench every week and never play. Uh, if we're taking players on loan, it's because um, we think we they can help us and also we can help them develop. And uh, we want to build a reputation, if you like, that if clubs are sending their players here and are trusting us with their players, that we will do the right thing by them and we will develop them. If we take a player on loan from, a, from a, for example, a Premier League club and we don't deliver on what we've promised, then we're unlikely to get any more players from that club and also from other clubs. So um, we want to earn that reputation of being uh, good coaching staff and a good football club for these players that they're going to be developed and improved and get the opportunity to play and experience league football. Uh, and final one, if I may, it actually takes a bit of a different um, kind of tack. Charlie White, the Wigan player, kind of left hospital after suffering a cardiac arrest in training. He said it was down to the the manager's efforts of doing CPR training previously that week that actually kept him alive. You know, there's been an increase in these kind of incidents happening, it seems, at the minute. I just wondered, you know, have you or your staff or at the club, have there been any sessions put on for you to kind of learn this type of training as well? I think, first of all, massive credit to, to Liam Richardson and all the staff there at, at Wigan. You know, it's a, football's football, but saving someone's life is, you know, it's just there's just no comparison. So... Um, I'm sure Charlie and his family are very grateful for that and I'm sure the football world is as well. So, um, you know, forget football, that's the most important mm. thing. Um, we haven't done anything in-house in as a club, um, but 
I've certainly done it uh, training and I know a lot of the staff have certainly the medical staff and the sports science have and, and the majority of the coaching staff if not all would have done because um, you know you have to do your first aid through through the FA and there's always courses and bits being being put on so um, I would say we would uh, we, we would first of all hope that we don't get any events yeah. like that but in a worst worst case situation then yeah we would we would do our very best to deal with it and um, and we would be able to do that. Um, we always have the medical equipment out on the side of the training pitch in case of those worst case situations. But um, let's hope and pray that Darley makes a, a full recovery. Uh, and let's hope and pray that we don't see many more of these instances uh, in football or in general. Just just quickly, sorry, additionally on that, is, is there any concern? Because there does seem to be an increase in, you know, it, it may just be an anomaly and, and a kind of just one-off, but it does seem to be an increase in this type of thing happening to footballers. I mean, you had it Christian Eriksen, there's some of you had it with Charlie White, you know, it does seem to be kind of on the up. Yeah, I, I don't know. That would that would need, you know, further investigation from, from medical experts and trying to understand the, the reasoning behind that. Um, you know, it, it could be that the, the pace of the game gets quicker every year. You know, is that putting more stress on the cardiovascular system and, and the heart? I, I honestly don't know. Let's... Mm. Um, let's hope as a as a sport that we can reduce the amount of instances and hopefully eradicate it completely. Um, and when these instances do occur, that just first and foremost that um, people survive from it. And, and uh, as with Christian Eriksen, the, the quick support, the fantastic support from his teammates in the situation, and now with Charlie, um, that those instances don't become um, you know worst case situations, mm-hmm. the, the situations that we don't want. Um, but yeah, in terms of why it's happening, the numbers increasing, I honestly don't know, and that would uh, that would be down to the medical experts to to look at and try and fathom. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time today, Ben, and good luck tomorrow. Pleasure. So your first question was about Romney Critchlow. What were you looking for there? I was just really looking to kind of get a little bit of indication on what Ben Garner thought of his appearance, which could then a little bit more indication, I guess, on whether he'd start against Warsaw at the weekend. I have to say, Ben Garner seemed to be really happy to have Romney Critchlow there. You could hear in his voice and his words of what he was saying about how impressive he thought his performance was. You know, Romney did let his man go for that goal, uh, for one of the goals against Colchester, but he did then score. Uh, and, and Ben Garner was just really happy to have him back in the team. And I think the only reason I said that Romney Critchlow will start ahead of Hunt is because of what Ben Garner told us there. So, you know, it's it's a great player to have back in. He, he's done really well in his loan period. And I've actually seen many Swindon fans saying that Romney Critchlow is one player that we must secure on a permanent deal. Yeah, I'm always a bit wary of demanding that. I think nowadays it's much harder to secure the permanent services of, of a loanee because the reasons why they're with us now are far different. Like Back in the day, you had people on loan and there was a very real prospect that you could turn it into a permanent deal. But now, especially with the younger ones, you expect them to go on to bigger, better things. And as long as we're down in League Two and League One, we're the sort of stepping stone loan club before they go up to the next level. So Swindon don't go up this season, then Critchlow will be loaned out in League One next year, won't he? It goes like that, unless their parent club decides that, you know, that they don't need them anymore. But championship clubs they tend to hoard their players for much longer now so whereas maybe under in the 2000s under people like Andy King when a player reached 21 they were pretty much done with their parent club now 
championship clubs will keep on of keep on to their players till they're 23, 24, 25 and keep loaning them out if indeed that's what they want to do. So I'm a little bit more cynical over whether Swindon could realistically keep players like Tyree Simpson and Romani Critchlow. I have to agree with you there, Rich. You know, I think that a lot of these championship clubs and even Premier League clubs use these kind of League 2 teams and, and League 1 teams to an extent as well as kind of feeder teams for them to then get that experience before going back and either going into the first team or or hiking up their their transfer fee in the summer. So, you know, that's why we have this saying, don't we, don't fall in love with a lone player. We all do it. We're all guilty of it. Um, <laughs> but Romney Critchlow is one of those that he's young, he's robust, he's he's quick for a centre-back as well. He's good with the ball at his feet, great in the end. You know, Ben Garner touched it there. You heard Easy's massive potential. I'm sure a lot of us as well do as well. Um, which kind of led, I have to say, on to my next question for Ben Garner, as you heard then, that this is what led on to it, because we have got this abundance of loan players at the club, and, and for the best part, they've all been doing really well. I know Alex Gilbert is probably one exception. You could say he's perhaps not got as much game time as he wanted to, um, and, and after a start that he had here at Swindon Town. But, you know, it's great to hear from Ben Garner at this moment that there hasn't been any contact from the parent clubs, and, and that's reassuring because... A lot of our success depends on those loan players, as it, as it has in previous seasons. So, you know, that there's no indication that any players will be recorded in January. It looks like they're there for the sum for the whole season. Sorry, um, and Ben Garner's adamant that Swindon are, are building this reputation as a club that will take your loan players, make them better, improve them, possibly give them a promotion uh, before sending them back to you. Yeah, th- th- there's no threat at the moment of these guys being recalled. I would say. Out of the lone players that we have, Tyrese might be the one that's, you know, yeah. in my mind could be at biggest risk of recall than Kessler Hayden. Kessler Hayden's probably absolutely um, wowing the Aston Villa um, coaches that are in charge of looking after him because it's going very much to plan. Critchlow, it's, it's one of those positions where, you know, it's, it's tough to come in in the championship in January and go, but Tyrese... It's only on loan from a League One club, a club that could do with more goals, maybe more strength up front in Ipswich Town. That's where I see the risk is in, in recalls. I have to agree there. That was what I was thinking myself. You know, uh, Ipswich kind of, they're, they're outside that playoff zone. They have a good second half this season. They can push into it. Apart from McCauley, McCauley Bond, he's got 11 goals this season. You know, they've not really had many other goals from other areas or any players kind of standing out, popping up with goals here and there. So, you know, that is a risk of Tyrese. Has he done enough to make his way into a League One team? I don't think he has yet. I still think he has too many games whereby he's inconsistent and he doesn't do enough before then going on to have another game where he can get a brace. So, you know, it's it's one of those, isn't it? You have a season-long loan deal. It doesn't mean anything they can get recorded in January. But if Tyree Simpson was to go, Swindon Town would need to make sure they get a striker in and a striker that can hit the ground running ASAP. Absolutely. Okay, well, your final question was quite a serious one, really. Um, asking about Charlie Wyke, his recent cardiac arrest. Charlie Wyke, of course, a Wigan Athletic player. And I guess it's pretty hard to avoid at the moment mm. um, the, the, the fact that it's been much publicised that players are struggling um, or some players have been struggling or more players than what we normally notice have been struggling medically and we've had a lot recently of fans falling ill 
in in grounds two, which may not be related, but a lot of people have opinions about this and they put two and two together and they make assumptions, um, but we don't know the ins and outs. But at the same time, things like cardiac arrest in football is not a new thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people are ignoring that fact, given the climate of recent years. What did you think of Garner's response? Well, well, first of all, I think it's very important that we kind of, you know, don't get carried away with any conspiracy theories or anything like that um, that you see kind of going around online when these issues are raised. I I think this is a a matter of science and a matter of kind of the intensity of football. What I made of Ben Garner's response, and actually probably the reason that I wanted to ask this question is, like you said, we have seen, it's probably not an increase in terms of over the years, you know, the amount of total players, but... In the last kind of year, we we seem to be having more players suffering these kind of problems. You know, the likes of, of Christian Eriksen, most famously, in the, in the summer of the Euros. Now we've got the likes of Charlie White. We've had these incidents in the crowds as well, just the other day, actually, um, in fact. And, and it was interesting to hear that, you know, Ben Garner and all the team there, they haven't had any in-house CPR training, um, but the medical staff, the sports science staff, Ben Garner himself, his coaching staff, they all have first day training because you have to have it when you come through the FA. Um, and also, you know, Swindon Town, they're, they're very much at the scene of uh, every training session. They've got defibrillators and medical equipment there on the sidelines just in case. But I, th- I feel that it's one of those things that even though it's happening, a lot of managers perhaps don't want to talk about it because it's such a scary thing, isn't it? You know, this is this is literally life or death. And, and why would you want to ever talk about people you care about, such as your players, ever having to go through that? But it is... It is the elephant in the room at the minute. It is a problem. It is something that needs to be addressed. And I wasn't trying to get a Ben Garner to ask for his reasoning on why he thinks it's happening or anything like that. I just wanted to understand if, you know, there's been investment there in, in CPR and and so that if anything should happen, you know, we all pray that nothing like this does. But should it ever happen, that, that they know what they're doing and, and they're ready for that. Yep, I completely agree. And it was... Really good to hear him sort of talk about like the, the, the role Liam Richardson, the Wigan manager, had to uh, play in that immediate uh, reaction to what happened to Charlie Wyke up there. And, you know, I really hope that Charlie makes a full recovery and gets back on a football pitch one day. You know, that's the big sad point when, you know, these guys, obviously, if they do are lucky enough to pull through, they, they might not be able to play football ever again. And that's, that's you know, a tragedy in its own right. But say health... Health before anything else, but hopefully he'll be okay. Here, here. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's quite a quite a bleak way to end what is usually a very uh oh, very don't, positive I, pod. I felt I felt very bleak in asking Ben Garner about this at the end. but I, I was kind of there, you know, upbeat about the FA Cup and then Ben, can I get your thoughts on on this life life or death situation? So, you know, it's not the best way to end it, but look, it's 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 one of the more interesting ways, I would say. No. But as we move on, as we say goodbye, we're up for the cup. Up for the cup. Please, please prove me wrong, Swindon. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon.
Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.